0: much i'm josh i'm click right on instagram and everywhere else i think and i'm a full-time reseller i started five years ago when i was still working at a warehouse and i haven't really looked back i mean i've had ups and downs like everyone does but i'm just going to tell you how i started some of my best deals to start off with maybe next episode we can go into how to start what to look out for and then we'll just go on from there but yeah, also it's just me here, so you might it might go off topic, and I'll just go into my head and chat some shit. But we might as well just start. So pretty much I started, like I said, when I was working in a warehouse for my old man, I started watching some guy on YouTube called Nick Hills, and he was just showing how he's going around car boot sales, and just buying up board games and toys, video games, and like selling money on eBay for profit. So I watched him for probably a couple of months thinking, this looks decent. I mean, I don't know if I'd be able to do it because I had no self-confidence at that point. But I decided, you know what? i go to car boot sales anyway with my dad. So I might as well just see if I can find anything. So I can actually picture now, I've got a mad brain like that. I can actually picture what car boot I went to. It's called Needham Market Car Boot. You won't know if you're not from around here. But I remember it was like, I can even picture the store there was a woman selling her kids old toys and she had a bucket of soldiers but it's the toy story ones i remember paying three pounds for them and then i brought a load of other shit as well whilst i was walking around and i listed it up like a week after i got it just for like i think i put up for like 12.99 thinking if it sells i can do this but it went three weeks nothing i only had one thing listed i didn't know like the secrets of ebay i'll go into them later on but yeah so i left it for three weeks i was just at work unloading a container and it popped up sold i was like wow this shit actually works i mean i'd made like seven pound profit but it was still like it was unbelievable to me i had been able to go to a car boot sale buy something and then just sell it on for profit so after that i was like i'm hooked I remember going to, I was going to two car boots a week. There was one on a Wednesday and one on a Saturday, maybe on a Sunday. I'm not sure. But I remember walking around a Wednesday one. And this, this was my biggest sale, like from when I started. I remember seeing a Paddington bear. It was like, I don't know, it must have been like a, a foot tall. I have no idea. But it was like, I think it was made by, yeah, I can't remember. But it was like a really old bear with some Wellingtons on and like a jacket. And I asked him how much, and he was like 50 quid. I was like, hmm, doesn't seem like a great deal to me. So I do, I did what I recommend everyone to do. Just go on your phone and research it. Filter it by sold listings, looks it up. Wow, it's selling for £100. So I thought, it's got to be a buy there, innit? I'd never made that kind of money before. I was on like £6 an hour. And £50 profit on one item, obviously, before fees was crazy for me so I went back to the stall and I was like would you take 30 and he was like you can have it for 35 so I was buzzing with that took it home listed it that sold within a week for 100 pounds so that was crazy for me after that I started like watching some more YouTube videos and I met I ran into someone I can't remember what his name is but he was doing Amazon FBA in America It wasn't really a thing in the UK at that stage obviously some people were on it but not as big as it is now you see every single YouTube video I go on I think it's because what I watch but there's someone advertising their Amazon FBA course so yeah I just signed up I brought a load of books and video games DVDs at that stage I could sell anything because no no one was really on it and they hadn't restricted anyone so yeah I just brought I brought a box full of stuff done the process, labelled it up and everything and then just left it on my floor in my bedroom for three months. I thought, yeah, I'll send this in soon. Never got round to it. And then I literally just saw it and I was like, this is just cluttering up my room. I better send this stuff in. Thought, surely this ain't going to go well. It got there and the stuff was just selling like hot hot cakes. It was like, I can't remember, it was just a load of PC games which I brought in a bundle. There was a Um, some book set I can't remember what the hell it's called I'm trying to think nah I can't remember the name oh Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy I think that sold for like 25 quid I got it from a car boot for a couple of quid but when it hit when it touched down it was like before the app was a big thing so you had to go on the computer and see what had been reserved and the day it hit I had like 100 to 150 pound in sales which doesn't sound much now but For someone who was just working in a warehouse on £6 an hour part-time, that was a lot of money for me. Obviously, you have to take the eBay fees out, so I was probably left with 100 quid for that day. But that was crazy. So I was hooked on that, and it was probably for the best I created my account that far back because I've got... People call it a grandfather account. I'm not sure if that's actually a thing, but I seem to get unrestricted in stuff quickly and... I can sell dvds still which not many people can i've i've been told it's because i've got an old account but i have no idea but yeah so the amazon was going well i was back then i was i i was still at the warehouse but i was making you know a couple of hundred two to four hundred pound a month just by flipping stuff on ebay and amazon so i was buzzing and i was just like so let's just take back to the job i was working unloading containers and absolutely loving it. Then I got moved to checking in returns, which I just hated life. It was like, I'd get, it was a shoe warehouse, so I'd get the shoes in, you'd have to take them out, check the soles, check if they've got any damage. But I was just, it, was, it wasn't It was my shit. So I was just like, I'd get some in, and I'd just whack them back on the shelf, because I'd be like, I can't even be asked to look them up. Probably really bad, and I did get told off a few times, because someone had ordered some shoes and got someone's with like holes in them so not my proudest moment but it wasn't my passion so yeah i was I was working on the returns and then my mum was like i think it's my mum She was like oh, was it me i think i might have said to my mum i kind of want to give this a go full time and she was like yeah go for it you're living at home you've got you don't have to pay much rent at all and if needs be, we'll support you. I was like, I was thinking in my head, I don't want you to support me. I'm fucking 18 or 19 years old. I can't be asking my mum for money. But it was there if I needed it. So I just, it got to a point where I was just arguing with, like, the other people working there and just the management. And I decided, fuck it, I'm going to go for it. So I quit. I think I worked, like, a week's notice or something. And then they put me on gardening leave because I was... Yeah, it was just shit. But I still respect them for giving me the job. My dad got me that job. And I wouldn't have the confidence I have today without going into that job. So obviously thanks to my dad. Um, So I quit and I just went full into this. I was buying Nintendo 3DS games off eBay. The main ones I was buying was, I think there's 3D Land, Mario Brothers 2 and Mario Kart. I was getting them for like, I think the cheapest i got on floor was at like eight pound eight to fifteen pound each and i was flipping on, on amazon for like 30 to 40 quid and they were selling like as soon as they touched down so i thought i was probably having it at that point but you know it all died off in the end you get into different things oh that sounds like i'm into fucking crack you get into different aspects of the job but yeah my first couple of months out of my job i'd made double my wages and i thought i was on track to be a millionaire but then as you learn you gotta just keep working hard so what happened after that um i just kept flipping the 3ds games and then i thought i saw a youtube video and i saw someone get into books so i thought cool yeah i can get i can get onto this but it's just like i'd buy a bulk load of uh, box a bulk load of books i'd get them through and i'd just be like yeah, I'm not really interested in these. So I would sit for like a couple of months before I sat send them in. I'd still make good money on them, but I just wasn't interested in them. So like when you first start, just choose like a niche that you're interested in. Say you're into video games, like study that market. You can't just go on the market and just check the sold listings and be like, oh, I'm going to buy and sell Mario Kart games because you won't find them for good prices. So you've got to know like the low hanging fruit. You've got to know the the PS2 games that are worth money, the accessories that are worth money, because they're the ones you actually find. Yeah, so I was still doing eBay at the same time. I've, I've always been doing it, eBay and Amazon. And I just, I was buying the wrong kind of stuff. Well, I wasn't buying the wrong kind of stuff, but I was. I got into the trap of asking for too much for my stuff. So I'd buy a figure for like, it was like a boxed figure I paid the tenner for. And so it's selling for 20 quid, but one had sold for like 35. Like a year ago, I'd be like, yeah, I can definitely get 35 quid for that. So I got to a stage where nothing was selling because I was pricing it too high. Because I only do buy it now because I, I don't really think auctions are any good because you don't get the price you want. And or you will only get the price you want if it's a really hype type item, like some Yeezys or like a rare, a really rare game, but there's actually hype around it. But yeah, I was pricing my stuff too high and I actually had to get bailed out by my dad, which not my proudest moment, but he supported me. I've paid him back now, obviously. But yeah, he um, bailed me out. He brought some of my stuff and I think he's probably still got it. It's just a nice man, to be honest. Absolute legend. But yeah, so that was a trap I got into. And then I started talking to my uncle and he was like, most businesses um, operate off like a 30% or 40% margin. So that kind of hit me hard. And I was like, I can definitely make double my money on most stuff, but I just need to be turning it over. So like volume over like price, I I guess that's what I mean. Something like that. You might get what I mean. I might just be babbling on. But yeah, so from then onwards, I was just literally slashed the prices in my eBay. Even some of the stuff I wasn't making money on just to get out the door so I could get. I think at that point I had like four pound in my bank which is breadline stuff. But I knew I was going to be all right in the end. And I'd spent the money that my dad had given me on some stock that would be like fast turning over. So that was going in the background. So yeah, after that, I was just flipping stuff for pretty much still double my money, but I was just doing, listing it for the cheapest price it was there. Just so it would flip within sometimes the same day, sometimes the same week, sometimes the same month. It depends how desirable the item is. But yeah, I carried on doing that. I think I'd done that for like a year-ish. I was still doing... I was making the right money. Nothing crazy. And then I had my first big buy, which was a vintage, well, retro gaming collection I found on eBay. An app... Uh, I can't remember what the app's called. But it's an app where you find local collection only and you can search like within like 100 or 200 miles. So stuff that's selling on local collection only usually goes for shit prices because obviously they don't do postage. And they've got a smaller audience, so this was a vintage like gaming collection that had all like your Zelda Game Boy games in it, your boxed consoles. I had like I don't know fifty box Game Boy games, and they were like the best titles, and fifth and like shitloads of Super Nintendo and Nintendo games, loads of box Game Boys, and just loads of stuff like that. And I think I paid. He had it up on auction for ninety nine p start price. It was already eighty quid. And I just messaged him saying, whatever your highest price is, let me know and I'll beat it. And then it went quiet for like three or four days. So I thought, oh, I've, he's obviously sold it to someone. So he got back to me and he was like, I've been offered 400 quid. If you can do 450, it's yours. So I was like, straight away, I was like, yeah, I'll take it. But like the pictures, you couldn't see everything that was in it. It's like really shit pictures. But I knew that even if the stuff was empty boxes, I was still making at least my money back. Because empty Game Boy boxes, even back then like three or four years ago were worth good money so this place ended up being like three and a half four hours away so i was going to drive myself but my old man is always with me he's yeah you know i just love my old man and he was like i was i just said to him do you fancy driving with me just a bit of company so he was like yeah i'll drive because he gets i don't know petrol through his company So we drove down there like three and a half hours getting there. This place was literally in the middle of nowhere. I couldn't tell you where it is because I can't even remember the name of the place. We had to stop on the way for a sleep and on the the way back. But we got there at like nine o'clock at night, this house in the middle of nowhere. And he pulled out the stuff and it was just unbelievable. There was just like, the boxes were pristine, which in the collector's world is like top dollar. So... I was just lo- loading up the car, but so careful. I didn't know what was in there. Like I knew some of the stuff, but not everything. So we loaded it up. We were on the way home. And I was just... It was in the back and in the boot. So I just kept turning around, grabbing stuff in the back, being like, Dad, look at this one. And then I'd look it up and it'd be like a £100 game. I'd be like, what the fuck? Dig the next one out, £100 game. Dig the next one out, £200 game. And then obviously there was some in there that were like 10 20 quid, 20 But... This was literally just before christmas so i've been working hard so i decided i'm gonna have christmas off i had like two weeks off just doing fuck all obviously and obviously we'd have got the stuff home and i just i'd done a instagram video i think it's still on my on my uh, profile and i was just showing off all the stuff i got and people were going mad they were like this is a crazy deal this is the maddest retro gaming deal i've ever seen because obviously retro gaming if you don't know is a massive market in the reselling if you can get hold of it for a really good price you're making like top dollar so i posted it up and then i just whacked it off on my shelf for like two weeks and then after christmas i thought this will be a nice little boost because after christmas usually sales are a bit shitter because like obviously the christmas market's gone around christmas it's booming but after that everyone's like waiting for their next pay packet so I started listing the stuff. I remember listing a Zelda Game Boy game for like £100 in the box. And I thought, it it seemed like an achievable price. It sold the same day to someone in Spain. So I was like, yeah, I'm in for good money here. So like over the next week, I was just listing games left, right and centre. And they were just selling like hotcakes. And I think I turned that 500 into like 1500 or two grand. And I've still got a couple of things left f- four years later. I've just got them for like... I've got a blue Nin- Nintendo 64 just sat there just because, I don't know, I kind of don't want to sell it. It just reminds me of that, like, awesome haul which got me, like, jump-started again into the business. So, that was, like, one of my favourite buys. And I still, like, look back at the pictures because on my phone I've got, I don't know, I've got, like, 40,000 photos, but I can remember when that one was. So, I just go back and look at that sometimes. Like, if I have a down day, because I do, everyone has down days, but... I just like sometimes I remind myself of like some good stuff I've done in the past. if I have a bad week of sales, I'll go back and look at like i' don't know like that whole or the next one I'll talk about, but even like I'm not perfect, I will have bad days and I just won't I just won't want to work for a week, But it's, I guess that's just like my head that fucks with me, but anyway, on to the next thing like so I obviously sold all that stuff off and I'd been over the moon with that just going to car boot sales filling the car posting not on instagram some of it but if not i'd just be literally just loving life going to car boot sales was literally my life and i'd be able to fill the car with just like top notch like inventory because i knew what i was looking for i didn't have the knowledge i've got now but i had good knowledge back then because i'd just spend like evenings searching for example poly pockets on like And then looking at the sold listings for hours and just figuring out in my head which ones are worth money. And then I'd look at, like, Lynx aftershaves, which actually have a crazy market, the vintage ones. So I'd just look at... I'd just be looking stuff up all night. I'd look up, like, all different board games, all different monopolies, just building up my knowledge. And, to be honest, that's the best thing I've ever done. Because my knowledge now is on point. Not to blow my own trumpet. But, yeah, so i began to Car Boots, filling the boot up. I think I've said that six times. But, yeah, and then I'd just be flipping the stuff the same day. I was picking up, like, Predator football boots for, like, tenner and then getting 140-odd quid. I've got that one on my Instagram. And just, even just general stuff, like, video games for a quid that go for, like, 10, 12 quid. But if you're doing that multiple times in a day or in a week, it makes it worth it. I've never been the one to, like, spend like a tenner to make two quid on top. I mean, I I know a lot of people that do it and they do it in such volume that they make good money. I'm not slagging them off for anything, but that's not my business plan. So, yeah, I just kept going like that, car boots every week. And then I think it was either that year or the next year, I was on eBay, another local collection, and someone had listed a Lego set and it was like a Lego Chima set. But in the description, it said, Twenty-two boxes of this toy, and in each box there was six of them. I think something like that. It's on my Instagram, and so that was like one hundred and twenty sets. I think there was more than that actually, though. I think there's like two hundred and fifty sets, and I won it for like thirty quid, which was is crazy because Lego is expensive. I think these sets retailed for about ten to fifteen quid each, and on Amazon at that stage they were selling for between twenty and thirty quid each, so obviously messaged him I was thinking this bloke is not going to reply he's got 30 quid for like 200 sets of lego he ain't replying yeah he did sent me his address this was in I think I had to go to Canterbury which is a couple of hours from me again my old man came with me you know just a ledge I know I keep saying that but I love that man and um so yeah I just we drove down there I was still thinking this is going to be a scam or something i'm going to get to the place and he's going to be like yeah i kind of want more for this but we got there met him at a storage unit and he's like yeah here you go mate i've loaded it onto a trolley just load it up into your car so when i first arrived there obviously i had to go to the reception of the storage unit and i was just saying to the the bloke there i was like yeah i'm here for can't remember his name and i'm picking up a load of stuff from him and he was like yeah make sure you get talking to him though, because he's got a lot of Lego, like a storage unit full of Lego that he's trying to get rid of, so I thought, it was just a passing comment, I thought, I might as well just, I don't even know if I said anything, I might have said, if you've got any more, just let me know when I was there, but he didn't really say much, then I dropped him a message, and he was like, yeah, I've got literally a thousand more sets, or something like that, I don't know, it might not be a thousand, might have been 500, but, and then, so I was like, yes, I'm 100% down for this, He sent me the list of what he had, and it was, like, crazy. I thought he was going to ask for shitloads of money. So I decided to get this set It's like, a Lego creator set. And that one was, I think he wanted, I can't remember what he wanted, but it was, like, 43 boxes of eight or something like that, of this. And this this, uh, Lego set was going for 30 quid a box. So really good money there. And then I chose a couple of others that had, like, I think it's a Lego Technic set he had about 40 of and a Lego movie set, which I think I got 12 or 16 of. The Technic set was selling for around £50 and the Lego movie set was selling for about, um, I think that was going for 60. So I messaged him, I was like, these are the ones I'm first interested in. I'm definitely still interested in the rest, but how much would you want for these? And I believe he said like £300. So I literally bit his hand off, bit his arm off, bit his hand off. Who knows? But yeah, so I was literally down there. Within the next couple of weeks, picked it up, and I just couldn't believe what I picked up. I I thought he was a dodgy geezer. I thought he'd got him off the back of a lorry, but I was chatting to him and he said he used to, like, provide, Lego sets for airlines and, shit, and um, cruise ships and that. So I kind of believed him. Who knows, if he was telling the truth? But yeah, so. That was a crazy deal. I've spent 300 quid and I must have got like two and a half grand at least for that. But, and then he still had more. So I was messaging him and he wasn't replying. So I'd just take the time. So every couple of weeks I'd message him. say I'm still still interested, Boise, if you're if you, if you were interested in selling it still. I thought that deal had gone out the window. So at that stage, I was driving around just Felixstowe where I live with my girlfriend. It was about 10, 10 o'clock at night. I'd been messaging him for like... I don't know, a good six months, thinking, yeah, this bloke fucking hates me because I keep messaging him. It's about 10 o'clock at night, driving with my girlfriend, and I get a message. Hi, mate, I'm still looking to offload it. Sorry, I've been really busy lately. Mate, I literally pulled over the car and I was like messaging, I was like, I'm, I am want all of it. I was like, I'm, I am I want to buy everything you've got. Let me know the price and we can sort it out. So I, I need to actually just have a look and see how many sets I actually got. But I remember there was if my mum's got a like a Honda CRV car CRV I think it is and it filled that it was like boxes and boxes of car, of um, Lego sets so I got that and I was like how much do you want and he was like 900 pound I reckon you can at least double your money and I valued it up at like minimum six grand worth of stock after fees and that was before the Christmas boom so I was like yes a hundred percent. I mean, I probably could have gotten down a couple of hundred quid, but when you're going to be making that much money, you don't want to be fucking about trying to get it cheaper. So I went and picked that up, brought it home, and it was like a long day for me and my old man. Obviously, it took two hours down there to pick it up. We were there for about an hour, so it's about a five-hour trip. Got it home, and on my driveway, we were literally just sorting boxes all day. It took about four hours to sort it out into the set, how many we had, and then I'd done an Amazon shipment the exact same day, stacked up we put the obviously the boxes in bigger amazon boxes and shipped them out that same day no 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 sorry, not that day the next day I think amazon must uh, amazon e fucking hell sorry, I'm losing my words here u p s picked up i think thirty seven big boxes that day, blocated hated me, but he's a nice guy so, and then that here. And the sales were weren't crazy straight away, so I thought they'll probably tick away. And in November, I'm not gonna lie, I had some crazy days, like I don't know, like two grand days, which were crazy for me, just of Lego sets just flying. And I was getting more than they they ended up being worth. I think in total on them three deals, I was pe- paid. I must have paid fifteen hundred quid, or I don't know whatever the maths is all the lego sets and i cleared like 10 12 grand so i made like 10 grand on that whole deal which is by far my best deal i've ever got which i don't think i'll ever be able to repeat repeat that but the thing is when people see my instagram they're like oh how did you get that deal i'm like don't concentrate on that deal that's a once in a lifetime like just concentrate on the 10 pound to 20 pound flips 10 pound to 30 pound flips And just get out there and chat to people. Tell them what you're doing. Obviously, you feel like a bit of a dick sometimes because you're like, yeah, I'm buying your thing and I'm going to make money on it. But it just I feel like you can judge with people, like the people who are going to get arsy about it. But just talk to people about what you're doing. Like You won't believe what some people have got in their garage. Someone might have a record collection worth like 20 grand and they don't know about it. They just want to clear it. So the best thing you can do is just chat to people. I was like socially awkward though, so... I didn't even want to be on the phone to people. So that was completely out of my comfort zone. But it shows that you've got to go out of your comfort zone to sometimes make money. And yeah, so that was my craziest deal. What have I had since? I don't know what I've really had since. I've just been flipping stuff from eBay to Amazon. I've had some decent... Oh, I also brought a sealed PS2 collection from eBay. I paid £800 for it. But I think I've had three grand out of it. So two grand profit ain't bad. One of the games itself sold for £600. So if you see Michigan report from hell for the PS2 out and about, grab that motherfucker straight away. I think even unsealed in English language goes for like 250 So little bolo for you. Bolo means be on the lookout, by the way. Um, yeah, so I've just been flipping ever since. And I just absolutely love it. I go into little niches, like, I brought a bundle of perfume, so that month I was literally just searching for perfume, because it's just what's on your mind, you go down like rabbit holes and you just get stuck in them for like a month, and then you're like, right, rain it back, go back to the video games, go back to the DVDs, but, so my thing I'm on now is football cards, I've been raffling them off, like, and it's actually gone mad, my mate Kyle, he sent me a story of Jack, and he was like, He's on it now. Like I was already buying and selling them at that stage. He was like, the hype's here. So I messaged Jack just offering him like a card box. And he actually replied. So it kind of like jump started my cards thing. So I I thank you, Kyle, and I thank you, Jack, and I thank everyone else in the community. Because it's kind of given me like another lease of life. Cause I'm not I'm not gonna fucking make this a depressing one. But like before Christmas I was like I was really down, so Just to be where I am now just makes me so happy. So thank you guys and thank you everyone else. I just appreciate all the support. And I hope I haven't babbled throughout this whole whole podcast. And I hope you have enjoyed it because I will be doing more. Because even if I can get some guests, that would be great. But even if I can just run through some of my sales that week or some stuff to look out for and just tell you about what's going on with me, to be honest. So yeah, thank you for listening to this first episode of this podcast. I hope I haven't rambled too much. But like I've heard on everything, your first one's always going to be shit. So I hope this one hasn't been too shit, but the rest will gradually get better. Now I've got to work out how to post this and if it sounds any good. But thank you guys for joining me on my first podcast. And I will see you on the next one.